When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Friday, everybody. Shout out to OG's Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. Head on over to ogsbrands.com to see their full lineup, including their two newest gummies, the OG's Naturals and the Big OG's, and find out where you can purchase. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with PD, Craig, and Danielle. This is, I think, the first time the three of us have sat on a set together in over a month. Really? Or did we do it last Didn't week? Did we do it last week? Uh, yeah. I blocked yeah. that out. Who the heck can remember? Never mind. Too much going How's on. How's everybody doing today? It's been a busy morning. It has been a busy morning. It was a late night for some of us too. Yeah. And yeah. you were not even at the celebrity gala. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was in bed before 1030. Oh, the stories I'd have to tell if I were at the celebrity waiter gala last night. If, like you were, if you were there, let us know in the chat. We would love to hear from you. Um, first things first, Craig is following through on a bet that was made. Mm-hmm. And happily. Th- Thank you to everybody who helped raise money for Heidi's Village. Right. Um, that was cool. Yeah, in a day. Amazing. In a day. Yeah. Amazing to see the community come together for the community. So can you so, show them off on the yeah, camera? This is for all of you if you're and especially audio, for you, Greg Dunaway. The, the you ready? I, w- I wish we had like some sultry music to play while oh, I lift my pant no, leg here. I don't. I'm glad we don't. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yep. The ketchup socks. There it is, baby. And, and surprisingly, they don't distract from as horrifically coordinated outfit as it is already. <laughs> Shots fired. Right? From the it, it goes as well as the shirt and pants, thing, so it fits. <laughs> this is as about as flavoring Fridays as it gets. Craig, I think it looks good. Yeah, I like this, the socks. This is coming from the man currently wearing capris. <laughs> so I do like the so- I do like the socks. I think that is brilliant. And moreover, I like the socks. Because you're wearing them for an outstanding cause. Because we all love yes. animals on this entire show. Yes. And the magic behind the Mac. I know she loves animals too. So we all do here. Support Heidi's Village. Support yes. the shelters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Support dogs. Yep. And go, cats. go adopt. And go if foster. You can't adopt. Go the, donate your time or money. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Donate your time or money. Yep. Absolutely. Um, we all, I, would, do we all have adoptions? Thanks for getting the socks, by I the way, Greg. I have an adopted cat. I have an adopted dog. Yeah. You adopted. Yeah. yeah. We all adopted. Yeah. And so have, did Daniel. We have a cat. Yeah. yeah we have. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, great. There you go. Awesome. See, good vibes to start the show. Good vibes. We're, there's a lot we're going to, because the vibes in the third segment, I'm not sure. Ooh. We're going to host a kangaroo court to, to come oh. figure out 
we're going to get to the bottom of the Circle K snack theft. Um, more to come on that. We're going to talk about the latest news. I know I'm sure a lot of you know what we're talking about and some other news and notes from the Coyotes. And uh, But first, we're going to start with the Tucson Roadrunners because you had the chance to catch up with Tucson Roadrunners head coach Steve Popvin. You both had the chance to catch up with Tucson Roadrunners forward Josh Doan. And uh, it feels like we should check in on them because they, unlike the Coyotes, they are winning. <laughs> no offense. Yeah. Wrote a story on Steve that I got up just before I came in today. So you can read that on gophnx.com. The The thrust of the story for me is like, this team is contending for a Pacific Division title. This team could make a deep playoff run. And when you look at the team, I'm not so sure you'd come away with that impression. This is a hardworking team. As as Bill Bill Armstrong said, this team just doesn't take no for an answer. They work their freaking asses off, and they are making things happen down there. And I, you know, Steve Poffin and his staff, John Slade. We can we can talk about all the guys down there, PD, that we know very well. John Slade, Charlie McTavish is the goalie coach. They're making good things happen with this team, and that is that is part of the process of building a successful franchise. Having success at the AHL level matters. We're going to start seeing a lot more of their top prospects filter through there in the next couple seasons. It's going to be really interesting. But as Bill said, they don't have the stacked roster like the Hershey Bears have yet. Here the Tucson Roadrunners are right in contention for a Pacific Division title. Props to Steve Potfan. Please read that story. There's a I, I sent you guys this two-part quote from Potts when he was talking about what he learned, like both being in the game and then when he stepped away and, and learned how much he missed it. I, I said this to you guys. It, it felt almost mystic. This quote was so good. Yeah. I felt like it was Steve Potvin sitting in a cave on top of a mountain with <laughs> players like scaling the rocks to come <laughs> seek wisdom from him because it was such an amazing quote. It's funny because we talked to him a, a few weeks ago on the audio only podcast too. And, and it is like talking to a shaman or a wise man. Right? Like he, his insight, and he's just calm. And he's very introspective, and he's very, very thoughtful. And and everything he says and does for that team is very purposeful. And and it's to one mission, and it's not to win. That's not the mission. That's not what I was going to say. His mission is to get those players better prepared for the next level. And he, that's been his mantra. He's unbelievable. I, I, I yeah. He has really surprised me how well he's taken to this because when he was first hired, and, and I, and I, I, I'm going to try to say this as nicely as I can. He was a skills coach for youth hockey yep. at the ice den for little kids. Yeah. Junior Coyotes. And, and he was hired. Honestly, he was hired because one, he was available at the time. And two, he was really close friends with, with Steve Sullivan and yeah. they were really close. And, and you go, okay, well, he's going to go help out with some skill development. He's a fine third assistant. He'll be fine. He, you know, he's a good guy. We all like him. Good person. But you know, that's probably the end of it. He'll be there to help their skill stuff. And my goodness is he, Yes. Yep. He's worked just as hard at that as he did when he was a player. Like he has improved so much. He is such a good coach. And, and there's so much more to coaching than knowing X's and O's. That it's a part of it. You need to know that. But honestly, there's so many more important things and he checks the boxes. Like you just you just wanted to go play for the guy. I I thoroughly impressed what he's doing and what's happening down there. And you heard Josh Doan kind of reverberate some of those responses yesterday when we got a talk chance to talk to Josh. And this is a team that you never know how they're going to do because of injuries and call-ups and so on. But but he's been able to guide his team through all that. And this sounds like a really close group. Yeah. And you talk about today's players, right? The, the different needs of today's players. 
Here's a quote from Connor Garland that's in the story as well. This is the second half of it. He was also way ahead of his time with dealing with younger players and the sensitivity and personalities, mine included, and how to get the best out of them for the day and for the future. I know countless guys that would give him lots of credit for their AHL and NHL success. He wasn't even the head coach at that time, but G talked about just what a, a, a really elite power play coach he was and the different different ways in which he helped him. He's been doing this for a while. The resume, when you look at it, you mentioned, you know, he came right from the Junior Coyotes. That's probably why he's not getting mentioned in NHL circles. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at the up, up and coming guys like Jay Verity and uh, Mike Van Ryn, they both had juniors experience. Uh, they had been in the AHL. They had all, the, all they had checked all those boxes. People knew who they were. They had worked with these people. They had relationships. Potts doesn't have that, but at some point, People are going to start taking notice of what he's doing down there. And the other thing that I think can't be overlooked, too, is you talk about his relationship with young players. And we've seen success and unsuccessful coaches at handling that type of player right yeah. now during this current, you know, this the current environment's different. And you have to handle those players differently. If you don't know how to handle them, you can't su- succeed in today's NHL. I really believe that. And, and when you talk to Steve Potvin, you feel good. He make he's positive. That's the truth, isn't he's it? Happy even when things are bad. He, it's not. Hey, we get in that here at work. Like we get we get negative and 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 I don't you you get in that rut and you just it's you have bad days. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. I I I, I ho- wish him the best of success. I hope he stays with the franchise. I hope he can continue to, to succeed down in Tucson because I I love his fit down there. But but I also wish him the, the best future that's possible for him. Yeah, and you know what? It's put, it's going to show into the way Tucson's playing. They're 29-15-2, second in the Pacific behind Coachella Valley. They play Bakersfield tonight and tomorrow. Bakersfield's seventh in the Pacific, so hopefully... Winnable games. Yeah, these are some winnable games. And I mentioned already, you guys talked to Josh Stone. That's an audio-only podcast that you can listen to now, anytime on your favorite podcasting app. Um, Stone, you know, with Gunther getting the call to Tucson... Stone leads the team in goals and points right now, um, which I think is really great to see, not only because he's a Doan, but because he was, you know, a high second round pick for this team. And you want to, you know, there was some uncertainty for a while, I think, with him. Would he pan out to be, you know, a, a successful prospect? And so far, he's kind of proving that he is. Yeah, it, it's, it's the one thing interesting with him, too. Um, after talking to Josh, is you get the sense of the camaraderie down there, and, mm-hmm. and I think I think Josh is part of the glue that makes that happen. I know he's just a rookie, but you he's got the dome. sense in talking to he's him that he's he is a leader down there already. Yep, and Potts will tell you that too. I, Craig, I I know we always say encouraged to listen to the stuff that we put out there. I, I know we do that. This is one that I think if you followed the legacy of Shane Doan at all. And what he's done for this franchise and this state when it comes to hockey, I think it's important you listen to this because I, I think you really see that Doan torch being handed down. I really do like unbelievably classy, intelligent, thoughtful kid, but but he said the right things. And I, I'm I'm excited to see where he progresses in his career because I I've always said he's too small. I said that when he was a little, he's too small. He's a good offensive player, but I don't know if that's going to be enough. And got into college, and I go, yeah, well, his defensive game's not there. And his skating, I'm not so sure about. And and in the American League, I said, well, gosh, he, he might be at the bottom of the heap. And then he just 21 continues. Goals. He 21 just continues. Goals. 
yeah. to do this. And he works at these things. Like he talked about the the work he's doing on his shot. That's that's really yes. helped him become a goal scorer. Although his dad will say, he, oh, I don't want him yeah. to think he can score his way into the yeah. league. And he's telling other yes. people, but he's already told Josh. So I, I don't know why he's telling us. But, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I, but, but you're right. I mean, Josh, is, he's broken through everything that everybody's ever put in front of him. Yeah. And oh, I'm not sure he'll ever be an NHL player every day. Well, I, just keep watching. Uh, yeah. Somebody said this to me a long time ago about him. I, I would not bet against Josh Doan. I wouldn't either. I kind of agree. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we talk a lot when we talk about Tucson, the call, the call ups. And we've seen a couple guys get the call up. Uh, Michael Kesselring, he's been up so long. I think we almost forget that he was part right. of the Roadrunners earlier this year. Another guy who came up and never looked back, of course, is Dylan Gunther. Um, I think that one came a little bit as a surprise to us. We were for sure wrong. <laughs> At the time that we said, no, he's going to stay, he's going to stay. Um, but he's he hasn't looked back since he's gotten the call up. Will he go back eventually? We'll get to that in a second. But you guys had asked Josh about Gunther getting called up and what his outlook was. You know, is he happy for him? Is he jealous? And he kind of not only touched on that, that but the team's mentality to call ups and recalls as a whole. Uh, I thought he gave a great answer. So let's take a listen. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is is being happy for guys and and Guns was I mean if you ask anyone in that locker room when when they kind of said there was a, a two or three day uh, or game opportunity we we all kind of chuckled that he he won't be back like he's he's been so good for us and and he's so determined to get up there and be there and stick that that he'll get the job done one way or the other so we were all pumped because he he's a guy that that had battled the last year of playing in the NHL and playing in junior, then hoping to start in the NHL and then sending him back down to us to work on some things. And, and he stayed positive throughout the whole thing. And there's, there's no guy that it's easier to be happy for, but it, it's once you go out the year and there's guys going up and down. And uh, that's one thing our group has been so good at is, as I haven't seen, I understand how it can be impactful for guys to be like, well, I, I should be going up over this guy. But it's been in our room where we haven't seen that at all all year. And I think that's part of what's made our group so special is like Ryan McGregor got called up for a bit. And I don't think there was, there was a guy in the room that left for 20 minutes because we were all sitting there talking with him, laughing. And, and, and he was in shock for a little bit, and we were all so pumped for him because of how much he deserved that opportunity. And and Kirky goes up and down all the time, and every time we see him, we we say it sucks to see you again, but but welcome back, and and <laughs> we kind of just move on. But I think it's it's something where every guy in that room wants to get to that level and, and wants to be there. And in the back of your head, it, it's it's the end goal is to is to play well enough to make the NHL, but. That it's like as as a kid, you grew up with the idea of if you, if you're going to be jealous of everyone else, and it's not usually going to work out the way you want it. So you, you got to be happy for every guy that goes. You know, this is supposed to be an audio only episode. So <laughs> first off, wow, was I white? Like I'm thinking, you know, maybe I wasn't sick, but whew. wow, that was that's some. Secondly, life. can we appreciate how much time Josh? put into creating a set for that yeah. show well, his background the closet door that was partially fair, open it was supposed to be uh, audio no, only giving him crap <laughs> yeah, in front of his open closet door yes exactly. and it is still funny. better than clayton keller that one oh time. my god that was the worst <laughs> interview we've ever done at phnx he did it in Not the dark in content witness in, protection in yeah. yeah you could put a light yeah. on well no <laughs> it, was, it was literally in the dark 
It was horrific. <laughs> tell the, tell them about Max Zuber, though, but so, toward the end of this. So it, the, the, it was funny listening to this because we talked <laughs> to the NHL guys. You got guys 25 to 35, and you got kids, and you got going to school, and we just had Bukestead the other day. He's, like, he's, a, he's an adult man. These guys are the Roadrunners. They're kids. It is. They're all living nearby. They live in apartments. They all share what he said, something like 12 guys in the same complex, not him. Yeah, they He's live near just down the street. Yeah. But, but they're all, it's just like kids. He lives with Zuba and Ratti. The, the best names to yeah, say on the so team. He, he lives with them and he got to tell us the stories about who, I'm not going to give it away because I want you to listen. Who does the cooking? Who does the cleaning? But as you'll hear when you listen to the interview, <laughs> right towards the tail end, you'll hear a knock on the door and Josh, well, he can't see, but he turns his head to see uh, Max Zuba <laughs> came into the room and wanted to play Catan. <laughs> like he said, are you done yet? Like he wants to play Catan. <laughs> get off your live appearance. Get up. We want to get play Catan, which I don't know what it is, but I Google it. It's, it's apparently it's a board game. It yeah. is. And it gets very aggressive with these young men. They're very like if you take you steal <laughs> so properties funny. and not properties, but countries and things. And and I guess it gets quite heated. Yeah. These matchups so between the rows. So please listen. It's it's a really good listen. And, and, and you find out. Uh, about a, a really good kid yeah oh boy yeah he he really it really comes through and it came through in that clip but now the question is and we'll talk more uh, later like closer to the trade deadline who could potentially come up from tucson to fill in but for now we're going to talk about who could go down to tucson because if we're being realistic the coyotes are not making the playoffs um the Roadrunners right now are poised too. So they're going to go on a run. Who on the current Coyotes roster could go down and help them out on that run? So I'm going to put this out right now. I, I'm pretty sure Michael Kesselring is going to go down. I think Dylan Gunther will go down for the playoffs as well. I don't think this is going to happen soon, right? You just have to make that paper move by a certain deadline so that they can they can all play. The one that I think they need to discuss, and this has to happen you know, with the player, with the agent, is Logan Cooley. I think Logan Cooley could benefit so much from playing in the AHL playoffs. Look, the last two months of this season are going to be a kind of a death march, right? We got the trade deadline coming up and then meaningless games, not meaningful games the rest of March and April. Let Logan Cooley finish things out, do what you need to do. But I really think playing in those sorts of meaningful games, getting a sense of a pro playoff, doesn't matter that it's the AHL level would be really good for Logan Cooley to experience that. I know he hasn't played with these guys. He may not have the chemistry. I think he could develop it. He's an incredibly skilled player that could help that team. I just think this is a good thing for him. I hope this. I hope that Logan Cooley's camp isn't closed off to that idea because I really think there's benefit to it. It's interesting because I agree again with the first. I think Castle Ring and Gunther will both do that. And I think Gunther will go at it with the right approach. I really do because of what he's been through over the last year and a half. And I think, he, you know, he's put in a lot of hard time in that Tucson Roadrunner team. And he's he earned the right to be a part of that playoff team. And I think I think he'll go at it with the right headspace. I don't know about Cooley. I, I, I don't disagree playing those important games in the springtime are incredibly valuable for your development. I'm not sure where his head is yeah. because you don't often see guys that have played the entirety of the, the the season with the NHL club getting sent down. You see players like Shane Wright, which is interesting. He was the first overall. Well, he wasn't the first. Overall. He was <laughs> going to be the first overall pick and he ended up sliding in the draft. But he's still in the American League. And, and, and that first year, he was up and down a little bit before his permanent assignment to the AHL. With Cooley, you've seen him been with the big club all season long. Yeah. 
I think it will end up being a, clearly it'll be a discussion, including the agent and, and the player and the GM uh, to see if they can come to terms, what's best <clears throat> for the player. I know Craig and I think playing important games that are ramped up. Okay, let's face it. The last 30 games of the Coyotes, there is no intensity there. Yep. No one gives a shit. They're counting them down. So let's get into some meaningful games. Let them ramp up the intensity. I, I'm curious to see where that goes. I just don't understand the, the opposition to it at this point. Like, what is it like beneath you? Is what, what's, Yeah, I don't what, know. You know, that's, I, and I, if, if that's the case, that's that's <clears throat> troubling. I will tell this story. I don't think I'm going to call the player out. We'll see how I'm mad I get as I tell the story. <laughs> I've been in the coach's room for 20 years. And often players coming back from injury have the option to go down. And you can condition up to two weeks in the American League. And under Tippett, it wasn't much of a, it never really happened. It was a guy that was a younger player that had spent time in the American League. You might see it. Under Rick Tockett, it was like, you're going to go. Like, you need to play games, go. And it wasn't mandated because it couldn't mandate it, but it was a very strong suggestion. And you saw NHL players go down and play. You saw Antti Ranta go down and play. You saw um, Jason Demers Jason go Demers, down yeah, and play. Yeah. You saw injured players go down and play. And there was one player that was, you need to go down and play games. He said, I'm not an American League player. I'm not going. And mm. I was stunned and very disappointed in the young man. Um, and so I, that was the attitude that you go, wait a minute, like you, you've been hurt. We just go play. It's, it's, it, it, the attitude that was beneath you was just shocking to me and really disappointing. So I don't get the feeling that that's who Logan Cooley's personality is. Now what the agent and the, and the management work out is beyond them. I just, I don't want to see Cooley go like one of the American League. You know what's odd about that? Baseball does that all the time when guys yes. are coming back. It's good for them. It's almost mandatory, right? They go to, oh, he went down to play on the AAA. He pitched the AAA. He pitched in spring league. Or, or he batted. He had to get some at-bats down yeah. in, in the minors. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Doesn't I don't make know any if it's a psychological thing in hockey. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, Chris said as far as the pro Dan, Daniel reason. didn't miss the T yet. What? He didn't miss the T, Daniel. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. I thought you said Danielle. I was like, what? Um, Chris said pressure is pressure and it benefits to experience playoffs even one level down. And then Charles said, imagine how loaded the Roadrunners could be with the eligible reinforcements that Mm -hmm. the Coyotes could supply. It would definitely be a good experience for the younger guys. Is there any other guy on the Coyotes besides those three you could see going down? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. But it, it could be exciting for Tucson. So, and we've talked about the, the Craig's looked into the eligibility thing. It's just a paperwork filing that needs to occur by a certain date. So, it's not like there's there's anything beyond that. Yeah. Well, could be exciting for the Roadrunners. We'll continue to keep tabs on that, and as always, make sure you check out that audio only episode with Josh Doan. Before we move on, I want to tell everybody about. Prize Picks. If you've never heard of Prize Picks, it's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And I always talk about how I love different app user friendliness, and Prize Picks is one of those. Um, their color scheme, purple. I know this is like not the thing that everyone's focusing on. This is what I lock in on. Amazing. And the best part is it's so easy to use because instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stats and combos projections and watch the winnings roll in. 
It's really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit an entry in less than 60 seconds, which that's, that's the best good. part. And it's you can get quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous ex- selection of players and stat types. That's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So go and to, it's purple. And it's purple. Just saying. <laughs> go if to, you missed that earlier. Yeah. Most importantly, it's, it's purple. purple. Go to prizepicks.com slash PHNX and use code PHNX for a first deposit match up to $100. They are giving away money. That's prizepicks.com slash PHNX and use code PHNX. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Do, do the Coyotes play next Tuesday? They do. Oh, that's too bad because I think Craig Morgan was planning on spending the evening with Bad Bunny at the <laughs> Footprint Center because he will be yeah. there next Tuesday. And J-Lo is coming to the Footprint Center in July. And most importantly, Craig may do this right from the show once I tell him who's playing tonight at Celebrity Theater. Sticks is in town at Celebrity Theater. Wow. And you can get all of those tickets on game time. Even all the concerts tonight. You can get them on Game Time. I just looked. You can go to Sticks tonight on Game Time. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. It's the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get those tickets without stress at Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. All right. Time There's a lot of pressure with Max in the room. Chicago, I'm just saying. Like with, with Max in the room? Yeah, like as you, Max you, is you, making a ruckus over there. you got to nail. You have to nail the reads with Max in the room. I know. Because if you don't get it just right, he gets the phone call. Not yeah, he was actually faking restocking over there while I was listening to you. So. Yeah. I would like to think you guys nail it. Max we, we, we don't. he hopes we nail it when he's not around. I, PD I usually, never does. I usually I sound like I have marbles in my mouth. <laughs> you didn't hear that comment, did you? What? Nothing. No. All right. Let's move yeah. on. Um, there is a lot of news. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of news today, and I'm going to just throw it over to Craig for this. Yeah. I think everybody by now has seen the video circulating of Adam Ruzichka. <sighs> Recent acquisition. He had been, hadn't been with the team four weeks yet. Um, with a powdered substance and a card and yeah it didn't it didn't look good well the coyotes placed him on unconditional waivers with the purposes of terminating his contract my understanding is that will happen tomorrow the nhlpa has 60 days to file a grievance if they choose to and my uh, so people are wondering about this as well my understanding is that adam rujiska is going to enter the player's assistance program so that's about all I can say on that. It's just, you know, like if, if the guy has a problem, you hope he gets the uh, help he needs because that was a that was a poor decision. And that's what happens sometimes with substance abuse. When when you're in the throes of it, you, you don't make good decisions, and that was not a good decision. His career with the Coyotes is over. Um, hopefully he'll get the help he needs and maybe get a chance to come back at some point. I, I want to address this from a different Angle. I, I I agree with the substance abuse part, Craig. I know nothing about that world. I don't have those issues. I know people who have had issues, and, and it, it's terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And I feel so sorry for Adam Rizicka. I hope he gets some help and he can get his life back on track. That's out of the way. But my next step, what, what, like, 
we didn't deal with this when we were kids. Leah did because she's she's of a different generation. But we didn't have this pressure of the social media and the approval of others and showing off on social media. And, hey, look at me. Look what I can do. We didn't have that mentality. If we did, we had to do it with our neighborhood and jumping over a couple of logs on a ramp of wood like that. We would do. I had Tonka trucks lined up. Hey, look what I can do. But I didn't do have everybody had to see what I could do. And, And I'm wondering the headspace you have to be in to go, Okay, this is a good idea. Right. And, and I know that he would that you don't make good decisions when you have difficulties with those things. But that was a poor decision yeah. to, to put that. If he would have knocked on Bill Armstrong's door this morning without putting the video, without posting this and said, Bill Armstrong, as my general manager, I've got a problem. I'm not sure what to do about it. Can you help me? The wheels would get in motion. I know this organization would help. I know the league would help. The PA would help. There are mechanisms to help people. It's unfortunate the way he went about getting his help was to plaster this out into the universe. Mm -hmm. Because one of the other things that happens, and and the director of security, Jim O'Neill, has been there for an incredibly long time. The first week of training camp, the first week when all the players are still there, the mandatory have to sit through a video, and the video is about it's about the dangers that are out there in the real world and the scammers that are about there in the real world and the alcohol and drug things that are out there in the real world. And it has a whole section on social media. And it's just be more aware. And that to me is, I'm glad he's going to get the help and it's unfortunate the way it happened. But why would you do it that way? Why do you have to do it that way? And I feel, I feel I'm angry at him because it was stupid. And I wish he would have done it differently. I hope he gets the help. But please, to everybody, it's not showing up. It's not bragging. It's not cool. Like, I don't get it. Anyway, that's my little two cents of soapbox. Don't put everything you do on social media as I'm putting everything I do on social media. (laughs) All right. Well, we will move on from this topic um, and talk about some other news to come out of this morning that I found very interesting that Craig had tweeted out this morning. If you missed it. I will just read exactly what Craig said. Um, And this is all courtesy of the Coyotes. Um, So they said that they have had four games at Mullet Arena this season that topped a million in gross ticket sales. Toronto, Boston, Edmonton, and the upcoming Chicago game. Pittsburgh and the first Chicago game topped 950,000. And to put this into some context, 37 total gates of a million dollars in 18 seasons in Glendale. Including playoffs. People so have asked me that. Including so playoffs. Four over a million this season at Mullet compared to 37 over a million in 18 seasons in Glendale, including playoffs. Very yeah. interesting numbers. It is. And again, listen, I want to attach all the qualifiers to any financial <clears throat> news that I get because I haven't seen the books, which is why I say... This is what the Coyotes are saying. Do I believe it? it's possible, even likely? Yeah, I, I do, actually, for those games. Those were incredibly popular. They're expensive tickets. There are a lot of fans in town for those games. So, yeah, they, they, they foresaw this coming all along. Do I think that the whole Mullet Arena experience is more profitable? No, we've talked about they don't get parking revenue because that goes to ASU. They don't get ancillary revenues that they would get at other arenas. All that still exists there, but... That's interesting to me right there that they can do what they did at Mullet Arena and they they couldn't do that in Glendale. And it really 
It really it, shows how bad Glendale was. That's the thing. Like, I, I get furious with people who just like, oh, it's if, if they had won and yeah, they could get the people out there. People will drive. I'm in Chicago and I drive. Yeah, I, I grew up in Chicago and I drove. We talked about this on a previous show. People don't do that here. I don't know why. They behave differently here. They do. It's true. Sorry. You, you can't just cite the way it works in your market and say it, it should work the same here. Yeah. Markets are different. There's there's different dynamics at play here and we knew all along we kept saying this i'm not saying it's the only factor you got to win you got you got to have stable ownership you got to have a lot of things to have success but you need to be in the right location here glendale was not it and i can't underscore that enough had they built that place in los arcos i'm not saying they would have killed it they definitely would have had more fans they would have had more revenue coming in if they had been in that location and that's what every successive ownership group has found that's what the league has found they understand what the dynamics are of this city that force you to be on this side of town. Corporate base, season ticket base, wealth base, population base. It's all over here. Yeah, it's funny, though. Even when you talk about winning, the playoffs, they showed up. It's playoffs. But you're right. Even in the the, the seasons where they were a, a team battling for the playoff spots, Tuesday nights, Wednesday night, mm-hmm. Thursday night, they didn't draw exceptionally well, even when they were winning. Weekends, yes. Playoffs, yes. It's, it was a hard building to get to. And even now, I, I've talked to somebody literally today. Well, with the problem at Mullen, why don't they just go back to Glendale? I'm like, buddy, you don't... What, <laughs> That's what, where what all you, the problems began. All, first of all, they can't. And second of all, it doesn't work there. And, and, and I, I just want to say this about, 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 about the Glendale and the team financials. That's great that they're making money. They're, that the ticket revenue is in Tempe. That's great. Craig and I talked about this right before we went on air today. Sometime, at some point in this franchise, we want the owner, and it could be Alex Morello, to want to win Amen. in sports, specifically in the sport of hockey. Not a guy that's looking for a real estate deal. Not for a guy that's looking at all the periphery. And we've seen that in Steve Elman. He didn't want to win a he didn't want a hockey team. Yeah, he just wanted Westgate. He wanted Westgate. Yep. Then you got the Canadian group. They didn't want to win. They wanted to have fun and, and have a good investment to get a return on investment. You need an owner. If your team really, truly is going to be successful and make the playoffs, you need an owner that is committed and serious about winning and improving in the sport. Not the ancillary, not the periphery in the sport you're playing. How many of those we have in this city? I really don't know. I don't know. Like I, I saw the one owner of a team that we will unname that went really well in their playoffs and he threatened to well, leave. We named it on the show the other day. Like, how the hell do you do that? You make <laughs> it to the pinnacle of your sport and then, oh, by the way, fans, for all the blood, sweat and tears you put in last season, you know what? We, we just might We're leave gonna you. throw out this threat of We're going to threaten you. Yeah. Does that bond you with your... I don't get it. No, it's just a dumb thing to say. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> I wanna, anyway, this, they made a lot of money at Tempe. I want to also just offer this unique perspective on Mold Arena. Again... Qualify everything with all the issues. But I have a, a friend who he works in the agency, very sports adjacent world. And he was recently in town during um, Waste Management Open, but he got out to a game at Mullet. And he, you know, he's really connected. And he was at the game with somebody who is relatively high up in the NBA. And it was both of their first experiences at Mullet. And when they left, the guy in the NBA said, This could be the future of sports. A small live experience where that's costs more to get in, but it's small, yeah. intimate because he like he was blown away by the in-game experience. And then, you know, more like 
your the focus more is on the production of watching the games outside of being in the arena. And I thought that was really interesting. interesting. I never thought about it that way. And I'm not giving even my opinion on that on that, that opinion. Is interesting, but though. it was the first time that I heard somebody like specifically call out yeah. that that could be something that scarcity teams... of tickets, right? That's yeah, scarcity of tickets really drives demand. And I get that from a from an economic yeah. standpoint. My problem with that model would be that it prices the people totally. that randomly used to sit. Oh, in the, there's yeah. yeah. You're, you're driving away fans. No, totally. Potential fans. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, but it could be, yeah. the, the, it could be the Netflix to the movie theater scenario down the road. Like could be. Yeah. Uh, as, that's true. As the home viewing experience becomes better change. and better and yeah. profitable. Yeah. Uh, sure. Maybe anyway, I don't know. Like we can't to, predict what's coming. Up. But let's but. say this, and I, we didn't. Mean, I didn't mean this to turn into a Mall Arena show. But the truth is, everybody that bitches about Mall Arena and going to Mall Arena hasn't been to Mall Arena. The people that have gone to games at Mall Arena from whatever market they come from think, "Wow, this is pretty cool." And I'm talking Canadian fans. And there were plenty of them at the game <laughs> the other day. And I said this on that show. You came down to 80 degree weather. You golfed all day, and you went to a hockey game where you said five rows from Austin Matthews, and you're pissed. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> It's a, if you've been to a game there, I haven't had one person go, well, I'm not so sure. It's cool. And, and I know we can't do it. Th th this franchise can't do it forever. They can't. But for right now, stop the hating because until you jump on a plane from the throes of Moose Jaw and get out <laughs> of the 20 below weather and come down here where it's 80 degrees and see a game, shut the hell up. Thank you. Well, the uh, speaking of Moose Jaw, the Coyotes are headed out on the great Canadian road trip. <laughs> We don't have to spend too long. Oh. Starts this Sunday against Winnipeg. When will Winnipeg? the Coyotes? Are they moving? Oh, I heard we should talk more about Lake. that on a Monday. They're going to Salt Lake, aren't they? Too oy, soon. Oy, oy. Too um, soon. But listen, and, and I, anytime you mention it, I'm like, yeah, but Arizona, come on, I know. right? Yeah, you're right. But like, you really think they're going to expand to more Canadian cities that are smaller than Winnipeg? Not a chance. Where, where are you eating tonight? If you're on the plane going you, to Winnipeg, Craig, because you've been there. Where are you eating in Winnipeg after the plane lands? There, there's really only one answer. I actually know the answer. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it's Joey's. Yeah, Joey's. It is Joey's. <laughs> uh, Not a sponsor. Joey's. Not a sponsor, Max. I'm Joey's. also gonna say, are there a lot of options, Petey? No, it's Joey's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like within a four block walk, it's Joey's. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you're willing to venture out or get an Uber in this and climb over snowbanks and you get your dress shoes dirty in the horrifically dirty snow because it's dirty <laughs> snow because they use dirt there, not salt, and so the, the it's just a brown like it's this Winnipeg. The feel of Winnipeg is just this dirty brown, freezing <laughs> cold tundra. Am I lying? Nope. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, it's, Never been. it's just reality. And we walk we walk to Joyce because you can see it from the hotel. And you go, oh, it's, it's right there. It's right there. You can see it. On the way there, you're, you can barely feel your fingers. And you go, this was stupid. And then you eat your meal and have a few cocktails. And you go, oh, I can make it back. And on the way back, it's worse. You go, what in the hell? One, why are we here? Like, I've, been why Joe's. Service? I've been to Joe's. Yeah, it's good. Well, that's that's where I was going. But I got to be honest. Most of the time when I go to Winnipeg, you know what my food choice is? Yeah, it's room service. Room service. I ain't leaving the hotel <laughs> room because it's too damn cold <laughs> there outside. You go. Oh, boy. All right. Well, they're not going to win either, by the way. No. Let's yeah, throw the hockey Montreal might be the first opportunity to win on the Tuesday yeah. game. So it's it's Winnipeg Sunday, Montreal Tuesday, Toronto Thursday, Ottawa Friday. And then Washington Sunday. Washington Sunday. But that's so fun because they're not part of the Canadian Washington's, part, so. what, three or four in a row now, too, and they're starting to try to make a push. Tampa's the one falling in the East. Washington's making a push. Winnipeg's going to throttle them. Sorry. I mean, Winnipeg. I like, I've like. talked to some other NHL people over the last two days, and they're not as high on, on Winnipeg as I am. 
I like Winnipeg. I I, uh, I think this is a team that's up and coming. Montreal is going to be an interesting one to me on how they can compete in Montreal. And what the not only that, Craig, how are they going to compete on ice? What's the media going to be like for the next week? That's what I think about. Like, they're especially Boy. in Montreal and Toronto. They're gonna they're gonna ask a lot of questions about this. About, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure they go there in Winnipeg, given the current situation. Yeah, in, in Ottawa, I mean, you know, but they're going to hear about the, the arena and mullet and <laughs> the PA's stance yeah. on the mullet and Marty Walsh's comments on the mullet. Yeah. They're going to hear about it for the next oh, eight days. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that's off the ice on the ice. I like this comment from Keith earlier. If the penalties continue to rack up, can penalties. you guys make an alternate PHNX t-shirt replacing Arizona against everybody with Arizona against themselves? <laughs> <laughs> I actually that's don't need that. That's good. Keith. That's good. Um, yeah, they'll, they have, they really are against themselves, but we will, uh, break everything down after all of those games. So make sure you stick around on the PHNX sports YouTube channel. Um, but Listen, it's it's tough out here to be a Coyotes fan sometimes. Sometimes you need a little help to get through. And we have our friend OG's brands to help us get through. Being a Coyotes fan, whether you're looking for Indica Sativa, Microdose Sleep Edition, the big OG's, you might need something so big. If you're a vegan, they, of course, have the OG's Naturals as well. And OG's, I mean, those flavors are delicious, whether it's the fruits are, or actually. the creams. I think it's the most underrated part of OG's. How yummy they are. I'm telling you. Um, so to learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head on over to OG'sBrands.com. And it, then we have to go to America's Thirst Stop, Gas Stop, and soon to be talked about <laughs> Snack Stop. You need to join the free membership program at Circle K, the inner circle. You save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill save three cents per gallon every day after that. And you get every sixth item free on a selection of products, including their pizza, their coffee, and their ice-cold fountain drinks and their no-sweat cup polar pops. But the bigger issue is the snacks. We love their snacks. We mm -hmm. talk about their snacks. We eat their snacks. When we can. <laughs> but first, join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Is it time? It's, it's time. time. So just for a little backstory, if you were not watching or listening to Wednesday's show, mm -hmm. I will quickly summarize what happened. CWP and Chris, two diehards, they're here in the chat today, generously gifted everybody in the office Thoughtful. Valentine's Day gifts. And each basket for each beat was thoughtfully thought of with things that we like. Thoughtful. Yeah. Yes. They're personalized. Kettle, kettle cooked chips. Personalized donuts. Circle cake kettle cooked Popcorn chips. Popcorn and m Phenomenal. Okay. Yep. So, Eat them every game. There's been a lot of, you know, there were some internet issues in the office. Craig and I were sick. We didn't get in until... Tuesday. Yep. So Craig and I got to see, PD was off. Craig and I got to see the contents of the basket. So we were kind. overjoyed with excitement. Thoughtful. Three sleeves of donuts. I leave the office at 5 p.m. on Tuesday. Here it comes. Um, I return to the office at, the four, at 4 p.m. on Wednesday. And what's happened? The popcorn, one of the bags of popcorn is half eaten on the table. The bag of chips, half eaten on the table. The M&M's, gone. gone. So this means war. Yeah. I put out a video on my Twitter account. I called everybody out in Slack. So we are calling, this is a kangaroo court. We are going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. And we I would like to call our first witness who actually has a confession. It's <sighs> refreshing, so, isn't it? So Danielle, let's bring him in. It's Eric Ruby, PHNX producer. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> can, can you state your name for the audience, please? <laughs> Uh, my name is Eric Ruby. Uh, 
I come here humbly in front of the court of PH and X Coyotes. I'd like to first apologize. Uh, uh, Eric, I'd any... uh, Eric, I'd like to ask the questions here, okay? <laughs> mm, I don't know. I think I need okay. to take power back. All right. Well, do you, do you have something? Do you have a confession to make, Eric? <laughs> so I do have a confession to make, but I also have an explanation in that confession. Now, I will say, I did eat the kettle cooked chips. Now, however, in my defense, in my defense, they were not in any specific basket. I ah. feel for you, Coyotes crew. I would never physically reach into your basket and say something that is not mine will be mine. I thought they were on the communal table. I thought that, okay, they're just out and about. There are plenty of Circle K snacks around the office that are for everybody. So I opened the bag of chips. I said, let me not be greedy. I'm not going to eat all of them. I'll leave some for the rest of the people. But yet I get that message and I think to myself, wow, I truly, truly messed up. And after thousands of dollars of legal counsel in the last two days, I decided it was the best to just tell the truth. And also, Danielle, I was planning on being in person today. I have a gift for PD since they were his chips that are under my desk. If you could go grab it uh, because of how awful that I feel. I, I will start off with Eric. That might actually be enough to sway the court because <laughs> prior to that statement you were dead to me I'll, I'll tell you this how long have you worked here how long have you worked here this couple months okay I, 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 there's a plethora an abundance of circle k snacks they're literally everywhere when in your four months have you ever seen a full-size bag of chips as part of the circle k snack wagon the no, I'm not is, saying well, never. my judgment was sound. <laughs> the I'm the just answer saying is it wasn't never, malicious. Eric. So that answer is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's bullshit because I have never seen a full-size snack bag. Now, Eric, this is retribution. You've made up for it, and I'm over so, it. So what is the decision of the court on... Oh, he's guilty of sin. He's <laughs> guilty, but he's give a shit. We're, there's 20 fucking red boxes on the thing. It's it's Valentine's. But we're just going to let him off with a fine, right? Yes. We're, we're going to have a fine to be guilty. named later. Eric, okay? we appreciate yes. you, you coming service. forward. You're the only one who has confessed. It took courage. See, that's, took courage, see, that's what I'm saying about, about all of this, man. Community that, service. Listen, I know there hasn't been a, a big bag elsewhere, Guilty. but it, to be fair, it was not in the coyote's bag. And for whoever has taken the M&Ms and reached into somebody's bag and physically took something out of there, that's the true criminal here. And I'm waiting mm. to see if somebody could follow my lead and be an upstanding citizen there, who can admit when there is some wrongdoing. There's a lot I of agree, nervous Eric. people. Okay, well, Eric, okay. you're guilty, but... Just no, he's off the hook. You're, you're off the hook. We're so. friends again. Thanks. <laughs> okay. I much appreciated this. And by the Coyotes fans, they have not won since I have not had. Yeah, you need to get yeah. snacking on yeah, Sunday. Since I have not had the kettle cooked classics from Circle K. <laughs> All, right, Eric, All right, Eric. Eric Ruby, no further questions you for you. You are dismissed from you the court. Thank Thanks, you. Eric Thank Ruby. you, guys. Right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, 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 Eric. Danielle, we are done with Eric. We have a new witness to call to the stand. We might need. It. Does this witness want to be on camera? Yes. Okay. Come forward, witness. Come sit in the chair. <laughs> We have Jacob Franklin. We're oh, calling to the stand. Actually, I don't know who this man is. I'm, I've never seen this person. I've never seen, I've never seen this person before. I've never seen this person before. Okay. Um, so you have some evidence to present to the court. Yep. Okay. What's the evidence? Um, not naming names, but uh, Lindsey Smith. <laughs> wow. uh, the the, uh, the first night that these bins shot. <laughs> these bins in question. The first night that they were dropped off. Um, it was very apparent that the Coyotes crew, obviously loved by everybody that watches PHNX, 
had the most snacks. Um, Lindsay Smith said, quote and unquote, <laughs> should I take some donuts? I'm not sure they would know if they were missing. <laughs> wow. This is mm. shocking evidence. Can you can you tell the court which night this was? Uh, February 13th. Okay. Approximately what time did this occur? I believe it was before pregame that night. So somewhere around 6 p.m. Sir, uh, we don't want to ask you your name because I don't want to reveal your, your identity, but... Did you actually witness one Lindsey Smith removing something from the coyote's basket? No witness. No. Okay. No. Do you think if we dusted for fingerprints, we might find something? I think it's tough to dust for fingerprints when the office isn't cleaned very often. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Lindsey so, has officially a suspect. Hmm. Lindsey Smith, you're a suspect. Lindsey, if you want to call in and, uh, and defend yourself, any other evidence you'd like to present to the court? No. Okay. All right. Thank you to this mystery <laughs> witness. <laughs> Would anybody else watching like to come present evidence to the court? Mm -hmm. We have a huge audience. No one's stepping forward. Mm -hmm. So I'll would, it, would a uh, certain oh, cardinal PHNX cardinal? Bo, Bo has been accused. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh oh. There it is. Bo has there it is. been accused in our Slack. Could you, First off, could you state your name for the Bo, court, please? Yeah. Uh, yes, it's Bo Brock, host okay. of host of Cardinals, Cardinals 430, live today. <laughs> Join us if you would. And do you have something to say to the court? Yeah, I think okay. that this is a sham. I think this is an absolute sham, and it's a miscarriage of justice. I hear a guy like Eric Ruby, he's basically bullied into basically putting himself as a guilty individual. I saw Eric Ruby take chips. And put him on a plate as a meal, <laughs> and you guys are gonna persecute him. You're gonna you're gonna try to put him on trial. Say, would you like a ketchup packet with those chips, Eric? And you guys are sitting here and saying that he stole. He was just trying to feed himself. Uh, uh, Mr. Bo, Mr. I, I would like to to add a line of questioning here. Sure. Uh, so you saw I'm not him on trial though. Mm, you I'm sat not, down in the court. I'm not on trial. You're, you're on the stand. You, you saw him. Immunity. You saw him do this. What's that? You saw him do this. You I saw him, but, and you did nothing. Okay, I have another question for wow. you. Were you also complicit in this crime? I'm not complicit in a crime. <laughs> if, if I'm complicit of anything, it's breaking bread with my colleague. <laughs> and I shared, so I shared a chip with him. Because yeah. I, too, was in this office when it was... It was Guilty. It was... Guilty. I'm not. If I'm guilty of, of being friends with Eric and, and having a snack with him, then sure. But I'm not guilty of stealing. Let's 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 think about this. A lion kills an antelope or a zebra. Okay, wait, wait. wait. I'll no. allow it. I'll allow it. In, in the wild, okay. and then just leaves it for a week. It doesn't seem like it's natural to me. You can't just have your food there on the communal table and expect that the rest of the lions are going to come up and eat. <laughs> Is that wrong? Or it is a great point. Thank you, Mac. Oh, oh my God. I want to stand up for everybody who is, maybe, is just silent right now. I, I stand with you. If you're going to have Valentine treats there for over a week and expect that Okay, Us well, hungry how wolves, about me, lions aren't me, eat them. Craig and That's I were sick all of last week, plus there were Wi-Fi issues. We didn't come into the office until Tuesday. Yeah. So we saw the basket Tuesday. Craig actually took his donut sleeves home. <laughs> By the and time I, I came in move. Wednesday, less than 24 hours later, the popcorn was open, the chips were open, and the M&Ms were gone. Mr. Brack, do you have any it's knowledge Brock. of who <laughs> opened? Brock. Brock. Yes. 
Do you have any knowledge of who opened the popcorn bag? Yeah. I don't have any knowledge, okay. but I also did partake in the popcorn. Well, once it was you open, open. <laughs> it's fair game, I guess. I did. did you have any hand in the M&Ms? Uh, I, no, I did not. Okay. okay. But I will say I believe this. you. Whoever had the the popcorn, and I may or may not know who opened it, I won't be like Franklin and, and snitch on them. <laughs> I can't. All, All right. right. Uh, is Petey around still? Can we call him back? All right. We're going to call you back, Petey. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Brock, for your, <laughs> oh. your appearance. Thank okay. You. Anybody else? Where's Petey? Well, okay. Oh, Espo. Espo. Espo is coming to Espo's the stand. taking the stand. Okay. Okay. What's going on here? Espo is the, yeah. Could you so, state your name for the court, please? Uh, Gregory Lewis Esposito. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, also known as Espo. Uh, do you have yeah, something to say? I, I do. I have some evidence to present to the court. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Craig Morgan let me into Craig's car. Uh, <laughs> and look what I found in the trunk. I found everything that was in question that was supposedly missing. In Craig Morgan's yeah. trunk. Yeah. In his, in his yeah. VW, I yeah, found I'd like, it. I'd like to see your debit card receipts from today. I do not spend any money. I'm broke. So I, I, I don't have... I found all this in Craig's car. I think I think <laughs> it was an, an inside, inside job. job. The call was coming from inside the building. Outright lies. I think he's guilty. Outright lies. Wow. Well, may I counter with Espo, me witnessing Espo walk in with bags of this new stuff today nope. in the office. What is happening over I here? Call BS. My question is, is, how did Espo know that it was how did okay that's a fair question it wasn't, it wasn't two bags of m&ms it okay. was one bag of m&ms okay. nope hmm. so espo seems like something do you if have I anything it, to a good leader would do to make our people happy but nope craig <laughs> stole it so i don't know <laughs> I think this court has deemed you a, an unreliable witness. <laughs> you, may, so you may leave the stand now. Oh, no, nope. no, I'm good then. <laughs> should, we, should we accuse anybody else of doing well, anything? I, I want to bring up a few more names because there, there, there have been some other names. Okay, okay. Michaela is coming on. Okay. I think Michaela we solved it. Been, Why? Well, there's still a few witnesses we need to talk to. That was pathetic. All right, Michaela. It was a pathetic attempt. Michaela, welcome. Please Hello. state your name for the record. Michaela Elizabeth Perkins. Okay. Outlawed in the state of Missouri. <clears throat> Michaela, did you True. have any hand in this theft? Would you like to say something? Well, first of all, I would like to say that I was encouraged to come here because somebody in the comments, Roaring Fork, <laughs> mentioned Nutter Butters, and I was immediately triggered because if you don't know, I've been accused of stealing Craig's Nutter Butters in the past. And so I came here for multiple reasons. One, to clear my name once and for all that I am not the Nutter Butter thief in this office because the true Nutter Butter thief finally confessed to it the other day, Max Simpson. Ooh! Um, being the one who initiated the stealing of the Nutter Butters and then mm -hmm. asked me if I would like some, which to I did reply yes. Mm. So I did eat the Nutter Butters. And then after he took them away from me, he set the package on my desk to frame me wow. after that. And he finally admitted to it. So, <laughs> so Max I am now clearing my name. I did eat Nutter Butters, yes, but Max stole them and asked me if I wanted some. So I am an accomplice. I am not the initiator. Okay. Sounds like we might have to call Max Simpson to the stand well, in a moment the way, here. But hold on. I got something to say wait, about Max. Wait, wait. The popcorn and the chips were already open when I went into the office. I indulged in a handful you of popcorn. Did. I ate Just a like handful wow. of popcorn. This is new information. 
Bo can corroborate, corroborate, corroborate. <laughs> Bo, Bo can corroborate my story because we both had handfuls of popcorn together, but both witnessed the fact that the chips and the popcorn were already open okay. when I went into the uh, kitchen. So I, I want to point this out before Mac leaves. Um, Mac went through some tough times with Nutter Butter withdrawal. <laughs> I, I was there with her in rehab, holding her hand. And, and I'm really proud of Mac. She got through it, and there is no more addiction to Nutter Butters or snack stealing. So I'm going to come to Mac's defense here. I don't Thank think you. Mac okay. is the Mac is anymore. innocent. We yes! <laughs> Finally! I have waited for this moment for my whole life <laughs> right. to be innocent. Mac, I do steal burritos, you are, you but that's may, it. <laughs> okay. burritos. Guilty Mac. on that. Okay. You may leave the car. We're calling a new witness to the sand. And they disappeared. <laughs> it was a magic. No Wait. one thought that could be the magic. They disappeared. It was magic. Oh. That was it. Okay. That was it. The mullet magician has made his case. I don't know. He seems a little suspicious to me, Craig. I, listen, we know he's been hungry. We know he's been hungry. So, you know, he's probably uh, probably de in desperate times right now. And, and I, you know, I, I almost feel for the mullet magician. He's probably hungry. He's probably in need of uh, some shelf stocking. So, so if, if it is, in fact, the mullet magician and we actually didn't get a confession because he left. <laughs> I'd be okay with that one, actually. Yeah. So I'm leaning guilty for the mullet magician, but, you know, we're not sure because he ran away so quickly. He just disappeared into thin air. I don't know where he went. Um, anyone else before we wrap up? Okay. We have Max Simpson for some context. No, no, no. I have to say something. So Owen Evans yesterday sends me a video of the PHNX Rising. Who is not here, by the way. Reese giving damning evidence about Max. However, I learned today mm -hmm. that Owen Evans was the one who ate the caramel chocolate bar from the Peach Next oh, D-backs yeah. basket. So every, so I have to now dismiss any evidence that Owen has brought forward because of this Can guilty crime. Can I put crime. a piece of evidence uh, in on Owen as well? <laughs> when this entire chat was going down in Slack the other day and people were... Eric was confessing. Eric, Eric, it looked like Owen started to type for a moment, and then he stopped. He withdrew Craig from the chat. Saw, so, but I saw it. I saw it. I have it as evidence. Owen Evans so, is a certified scoundrel. That could be. Uh, okay. That's you have something to, to say, Max Simpson? Yeah. Well, first off, I would like to, uh, as a peace offering, just for all the hardship you guys have gone, a little uh, Circle K fruity oh, gummy bears. I would love just, a little. Uh, just a nice guy, fruity okay. bear. I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm a no stranger to uh, being on trial for uh, PHNX. Uh, this is now my second trial in a span of about True. a month. So, yeah, fire away. What you guys got? Do you have any knowledge of this theft? Yeah, no. I mean, uh, listen, as the, as the tastemaker yeah, around no, here. That's, the that's two answers. Oh, uh, Could you answer yes or no? Did I say that? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I do not have any knowledge of uh, any of the theft around here. As the as the tastemaker, the one who really has uh, provided a lot of the Circle K around here, while Fair. I did not provide these gracious Valentine's Day gifts, uh, as I told you earlier, Mr. Craig Morgan, I have zero interest or reason to steal anything. I'm just going to clear my name right there because... I mean, I have I have access to Circle K essentially whenever I want, you know, through their inner circle program. You guys can download today. All you <laughs> right. need is a phone yeah, number, man. 25 cents off a gallon, some free snacks, everything like that. But no, on the real, it's uh, I have no need to steal. Uh, I'm also a horrible liar. And that is true. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm clear my name. I actually think that Max is innocent. Admit to the Nutter Butters. Will you, will you admit to the Nutter Butters? Oh. Yeah, sure. No problem. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> The hilarious thing is the fact that Mac is freaking out means that she's just trying to dilute the fact that while she may or may not have stolen the Nutter Bar, she's also like a 
there's a whole other topic of the green salsa and burritos, which we all know she is absolutely vehemently guilty of. So that's true. But yeah. she did admit to the yeah. burritos. Yeah, that's so. fair. All right, Max. All right, Mike Simpson. Thank thanks you. for your testimony. Oh, we you. appreciate your time. All right. Well, is Petey still in the office or has he left for the day? I don't know where Petey went, okay. but that's okay. Um, well, unfortunately, I mean, some new evidence has certainly come to light, but we're not getting any closer to learning who stole the M&Ms and opened the popcorn. That's the thing. How did everything make its way out of the basket? We don't know that, that yet. We know now that Eric ate some. We know now that Bo ate some shamelessly. He's still not admitting any guilt. He doesn't admit a guilt, though. Uh, we know that Mac ate some. Only after they were open. Only after they were opened. But Bo knows. Bo knows. Yeah, Bo knows, it. and he. So everybody and go. We have our suspicions him. about Lindsay Smith and Owen yeah, Evans as well. Lindsay Smith. Stay. There, there are just two things. I, I almost buy the community snacks. There are stuff on our table constantly. However, with the aforementioned red boxes, I don't think it's a normal snack table. I just don't. Yeah. So all of that. Oh, it wasn't well, bullshit. I don't buy. <laughs> I swear I don't buy that. But. <laughs> But the difference from inside the snack thing to digging into someone's snack box for the M&Ms is, is it was where the true crime was committed. Yeah. And that's where my concern and level grows. Lindsay was even talking about taking one of my sleeves of donuts, like Jacob heard her say. It's a good thing I took them out and, when I did. And I think this is the last thing I'm going to say about this. I think it shows the good taste of, of the diehards that got the snacks to show that our candy was so wanted. Like you look at this, all the other baskets, they're not getting pilfered. <laughs> they really didn't get touched, did they? Oh, my God. Wow, caught red-handed. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I'd say Espo just stole M and M's live. So on whoever the show. opened them has still yet to come forward. But <clears throat> but I'm I'm happy now because snacks have been replenished, okay. and the Coyotes will probably win now. Yeah, that is true. Well, yeah. Thank you to Circle K for just providing a plus snacks. Thank you to Chris and Charles for getting us the snacks in the first place, and to whoever opened the popcorn and stole the M and M's. You still have time to come forward, and we will respect you for it. So please, please come forward. How much longer? How long? How much longer? Until Sunday. Until Sunday. I think you have until Sunday. End of the day, we're going to be in a great mood on Sunday. So Sunday would actually be the best time to come forward. The reason we're going to be in a great mood is because we're hanging out with the diehards, with fans of the Coyotes at Four Peaks to watch the Coyotes take on the Winnipeg Jets. Join us at Four Peaks at 4 p.m., we're going to watch together. Petey's bringing his whiteboard. We're going to do live <clears throat> Petey's puck talks. There's going to be drink specials. We're going to eat chicken tendies. We're going to watch the game. It's going to be a blast. We haven't done something like this in so long. We're really excited to get together with everyone. And of course, since we're going to be watching the Coyotes potentially lose their 12th straight game, we need some four peaks in hand. Amen. So whether you like Kiltlifter or Wow or Peach, Whatever it is, Four Peaks, if you've never been to the Ashery Pub, they have so much on tap and the food is phenomenal. So see everybody there this Sunday, 4 p.m. at Four Peaks. Visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite beers and events. Check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks and please enjoy responsibly. And Craig will be reciting poetry, I heard someone say. (laughs) Is that true, Craig? Yeah. It's going to be like a beatnik thing. Yeah. Or, yeah. I, can, you, I can see you doing that <laughs> little drum like the bum. Yeah, you should bring that because uh, I, we can't wait for the, the, the 8th Street Pub. Can't wait. I mean, it's going to be so much fun. When we talk about talking hockey, like, uh, wind me up and let me go. Like, I like talking hockey. So I'm, I can't wait to talk about all the good things the Coyotes did in the first period. And we'll do that in <laughs> the, the first second, intermission. The second, yeah, or the second period. That's the only period. Yeah, they, they I'm not, oh, yeah, that's true. But the first period, we'll break it all down. I know. The second period, we might have to go to work. Yeah. But before that, we have another event. Yep. At 2 o'clock. 
Can you believe that, Leah? Do you I know can. what it is? <clears throat> I it, do. It, it is in Papago Park, and it's at, what is it? The Hole in the Rock? <laughs> the Hole in the Rock. Hole in the Rock? <laughs> see, Max, I don't know. See, that's what I said. Max is here, and it's, I get nervous. <laughs> We're all going to support the Arizona East Scatchers, their new game, Arizona Adventures. There's three ways to win. One, scratch the tickets. Leah, show them the tickets. These tickets are tickets actually are the most beautiful lottery tickets yeah, cool, I've actually. ever seen in my they life. Yeah, they're beautiful they're tickets. Unreal. They're unreal. Look at these. Uh, they're beautiful they tickets that have three unbelievable so, locations within the state of Arizona. And there is a rumor that Leah's bringing those Arizona Adventure Scratcher tickets with her to Papago Park. And there will be a raffle, so some of you lucky people that come will be scratching Arizona Adventure Scratchers live at Papago Park. That's one way to win. Two, second way to win, geolocation, uh, one of the geotag, one of the locations of 10 all across Arizona, and and um, Papago Park happens to be one of them. So we're going to help we're everybody make in. sure they get geotagged in when they get uh, set up at Papago Park. And the third way to win is send those tickets, or uh, how do you call it, Leah, when you go online and you register <laughs> You register those tickets. That's the third way to register. Up to a million bucks in cash and Arizona travel prizes. The Arizona Lottery is not just about playing games and winning prizes. It is also about giving back to the Satanist communities. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take adventure for a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. So be there 2 o'clock. Watch Craig, I, and Leah, and I think Danielle. Are you walking, Danielle? course yeah i'm bringing my camera oh well she'll be taking pictures and i think there's going to be a walking and talking i think we're talking to people we're going to walk and talk and scratch can't wait, oh, wait that, didn't, that actually didn't sound appropriate uh, yeah. that didn't okay. sound appropriate <clears throat> well i'm really looking forward to this sunday it's a free event it's a free rsvp make sure you go rsvp right now on the website go phnx.com slash events we're looking forward to seeing everybody there um there's been a lot of excitement and make sure if you're not a diehard to become a diehard today go phnx.com slash diehard get access to our discord channel get access to craig's diehard only pieces diehard only content weekly as well as 20 percent off at phnxlocker.com so you guys, what a show. Jam-packed. Wow. Still don't have many answers. We have, we have some, though. We have some. We have some. We appreciate the PHNX staff for participating. We appreciate Eric Ruby for his confession. Um, we we don't appreciate Bob Rock for we know, don't. That not, was taking, rude. Sure, not taking uh, accountability for his actions. Um, <laughs> oh, man. And we'll be see everybody in person on, Tuesday, yeah, on Sunday. That can be here. There's a lot that can. But. Yep. Um, really looking forward to it. 84 degrees and sunny. Woohoo! Is that that's hot? Bring sunscreen. It's a little it's hot. Too hot. If you too can't hot. make it, come on, this is Arizona. No, I'll bring an umbrella. If you can't make it, that's okay because you can join us after the game on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Join us in the comments um, for our post game show on Sunday. Hope to see everybody there. Make sure you subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Make sure to hit the like button on this video whether you're watching live or later and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody enjoy the rest of your Friday afternoon. Enjoy your Saturday and we will see everybody on Sunday.